Welcome to this week's 60-second sermon from Westgate Church of Christ. This week, I would like to do things a little differently. My mother died last week, and I'd like to honor her with a few words. It'll be longer than the typical 60 seconds, but I hope you'll indulge me. I am so proud of my mom. She was an incredible woman, and she was a light for Christ. She was the best of all of us. So many of our traditions, behaviors, and yes, even quirks are because of her. And they will continue to live on in us and remind us of her. I remember hearing stories about the paper boy who delivered the newspaper to my mom's house in Memphis when she was growing up. He would strap albums to the back of his bike and he and my mom would listen to them after he was finished with his paper route. That paper boy grew up to be my dad and their love for music stayed strong. We are a family that loves music from jazz to the blues, from the Beatles to Elvis, from contemporary Christian to acapella. That was my mom. My mom let my dad know very early in their relationship that her faith in Christ was most important to her. My dad took the hint, and he has grown to become a deacon, an elder, and a leader at every church he has attended. Her two children were raised in a faith-filled home. That was my mom. I remember hearing stories about my mom running track in high school and her being one of the fastest at school. And later, stories about her, my aunt, and my grandmother spending nights winning bowling trophies. Then I remember watching my sister run like a gazelle across the soccer field, and I think about our family's love of sports. That was my mom. Because she was from Memphis, I always figured that my mom had barbecue sauce mixed in with the blood running through her veins. We are a family who loves good barbecue, and you should never have to ask them to put slaw on it. That was my mom. I remember her singing a wonderful song of her own creation to me and my sister when we were young, and she would even sing it occasionally to us after we were grown. I sang the same song to each of my children when I would rock them to sleep as babies. That was my mom. It may turn some stomachs listening, but I've been eating crystal hamburgers for as long as I can remember. In fact, I enjoyed a sackful while compiling some of these thoughts. For better or worse, I am, and always will be, a fan of crystal. That was my mom. At the beach, my mom was quick to remind us not to stray too far from the shore. At the pool, she made sure we did not run or dive. In high places, she warned us not to get too close to the edge. At those same places today, I hear the same warnings being involuntarily spoken by me to my own children. That, and I'm pretty sure my present day fear of heights, was my mom. I remember my mom pulling for Georgia Tech from the day she moved to Georgia. She never said why exactly, even when I asked. Maybe it was the mascot, or the colors, or the location. Whatever the reason, she was a fan. And I am too. I will always root for the Yellow Jackets. That was my mom. She taught me how to vacuum and not just in the places that could be seen. She taught me how to dust, taking time to move the picture frames from the shelves instead of just cleaning around them. She taught me how to do laundry, following rules about colors and whites, cold and hot, delicate and permapress. She did such a good job that her mother would lovingly tease me, her own grandson, that I would someday make somebody a good wife. That was my mom. I remember Friday nights consisting of mom and dad playing rook with friends from church. I remember mom talking about how much she enjoyed church potlucks and fellowship groups. I remember times with relatives just sitting around the house sharing stories and memories, making time seem irrelevant. Laughter, jokes, 
and good times were a way of life in our house. That was my mom. No matter where we are or how far apart we may be, I know I'll have two phone calls or voicemails on my birthday. One from my sister and another one from my parents. Them singing happy birthday. We all do it for each other every year. That was my mom. Every time we leave to go out of town, the family member or members left behind stand outside the house and wave until the car is out of view. The person driving the car will honk just as the view of the house disappears over the horizon. That was my mom. I remember my mom crying. Sometimes it was a memory or a song. At other times, it was due to a hurt being experienced by me, my sister, or my dad. It happened every time we left Memphis to come back home. And it was okay. It's okay for girls and women, boys and men, to cry. That was my mom. I remember how much my mom enjoyed movies. It could be at the theater, on the television, or in a DVD box set. Old classics or new releases, it didn't matter. She would watch them. And a movie in the theater just isn't the same without something to eat and drink. I remember my mom taking this to the next level. The only time I ever saw anything even remotely close to a rebellious streak. For one particular movie, she grabbed her movie purse, the extra large crocheted one that was good for hiding outside candy, and we stopped by McDonald's. I was awed and inspired by her moxie. When we arrived at the theater, she grabbed the food, bag and all, and stuffed it into her purse. Even the drinks were carefully placed inside her movie purse. We proceeded to slowly and carefully make our way to our seats, the smell of wonderful greasy food wafting behind us, and looks on our faces that said, nothing to see here. We waited until the theater darkened before diving into our contraband. A few times during the movie, my mom would lean over to me and ask, do these fries seem really chewy and salty? I told her mine seemed fine. Once the movie ended and the lights came back up, we realized she spent half the movie trying to chew her fries, which turned out to be the salt packets dropped on the top of her carton of fries. I guess that's the price of being a rebel. That was my mom. My mom had an incredible purity, a childlike innocence. Many times it would lead to awkward and endearingly hilarious situations, but she never flinched in retelling the stories. In fact, I think she got a bigger kick out of them than we did. She was a living example of the importance of being able to laugh at yourself, to never take yourself too seriously, to find the good, the light, the uplifting in each and every situation. That was my mom. Just last week, one of the nurses that waited on my mom at the rehab center was in a foul mood. Maybe she was having a bad day. Maybe she was struggling with some kind of disappointment. Or maybe it was just her general disposition. The reason is inconsequential. What matters is that my mom stopped the nurse from leaving the room. She told her she wanted to sing to her, which visibly took her off guard. My mom held the nurse's hands and looked her in the eyes and serenaded her with the song, God is so good. The nurse, with tears in her eyes, bent down, hugged my mom, whispered thank you, and left the room, with an assuredly different outlook than when she entered. That was my mom. Her death came too soon. We all have regrets and things left unsaid or undone, but dwelling on such thoughts can lead down a dark, depressing, and lonely path. That's not what my mom would have wanted. It's okay to be angry. It's even okay to place blame. But please don't get distracted by the easy targets. It's easy to place blame on health problems or medications. It's easy to blame doctors or nurses. It's even easy to blame God. But that's not what my mom would have wanted. If there is one thing I am sure my mom would want you to know, it's this. 
Death is not God's desire. It's not what he intended. Death came from the tempter, the sower of lies, the one who deceives. Be angry at death. Be angry that we live in a fallen world. Be angry at the one who brought death into this world. But let it drive you to move away from him and toward the one who gives life, the one who went through death for you. Let your sadness and grief bring you closer to God. Let it make you long for the day when Jesus makes all things new and once and for all does away with sin and death and sadness and loss. Let it motivate you to live lives of sacrifice for others, lives of giving and blessing and humility, lives that reflect the beauty of God. That is what my mom would have wanted. I hope you got to meet my mom. If you did, you know what kind of person she was and the impact she had on others. If you didn't get to meet her, I hope at some point in your life, you cross paths with someone as special as she. Your life will never be the same. Sharon Eldridge was an incredibly special woman. I am so very proud of her, and I thank God that she was my mom. We hope you've enjoyed this week's 60-second sermon from Westgate Church of Christ.